Welcome back. Amen. All right. A couple years ago, it's been a long time. This was before the pandemic even happened, before we knew anything about COVID, uh, anything, all the bad stuff that we've been through for a couple years as a congregation, closing down Zoom meetings, the whole stroke we went through. I knew I was getting old. Hmm. Yep. I'm pretty old. So I've started considering my retirement as pastor. So I went to the trustees, and the proper thing, as far as I can see, and I studied how to be a pastor or how not to be a pastor by watching other people for decades. I looked at it even before I became pastor, and I knew it would be the right thing to do to write a letter to the trustees, put it in writing, amen? As an epistle, it's in writing. And I wrote this letter, and I read it to the trustees. And I'll read it to you now. Now, this, remember, this is a couple years old. This is an open letter about what I see in the future of Faith Christian Fellowship Church in Mason, Ohio. I've been the senior pastor since October 1st, 2005. I was the assistant pastor for 10 years prior to that. But now I'm about to turn 70. See, I told you it was an old two-year-old two letter. Amen? On my next birthday, well, I've already passed 70, already passed 71. Amen. When I was called to pastor this congregation, I can recall how God was working in my life just from memory. I was not smart enough to write all these events down, but I recall the baby steps, I call them, that God walked me through the qualifying process. See, now God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. You understand how that works? All right. So I would say it took about 20 years for me to get ready for the position of senior pastor. Now, it has taken about 20 years for God to call me and I don't know how long I'm going to take for God to reveal to me when's the proper time to step down and let someone else take over. But I've seen multitude of pastor changes over my Christian lifetime. Most of them were bad. I can only remember a select few that I believe was done correctly and not negatively affect the church. So with that in mind, I want to say to the trustees, first of all, that a smooth transition is what I desire when it comes time for me to step aside. Just like the baby steps God had me walk to call me to the ministry, I believe God has started to show me some baby steps towards the end of my ministry. Number one, I'm old. Number two, the numbers in the congregation. All right, number one, um, I see a lack of soul winning. I realize that's true in lots of congregations. As a matter of fact, I can report to you now that since I've written this letter, seven more churches in the southwest district of the Church of God in Ohio have locked their doors and called it quits. 
So there are a lot of churches going through the same thing we see, maybe even worse than us. There are many factors involved in winning souls, and we need to be aware of them. That brings me to number two. I think number two, I see a lack of respect. That's just from my viewpoint. This is two years ago. For the pastor, and as the pastor, I just think there's a lack of respect there. And for the truth of God's word, I just think there's a lack of respect in a lot of those areas. I think it's actually getting better. For the solid prayer life, for older visits, we just don't see them like we used to. Amen? Now, if you don't need to go to the altar, don't. But make sure you're right with God. It seems the more I try to touch base with God, read, study, prepare sermons, the more it seems that the concern for the spiritual girts and outreach is diminished. It just might be that someone else could do a better job in awakening the church in the work of the kingdom. So now, according to the bylaws, the process of replacing or selecting the pastor fall on the trustees first and a vote of the people second. That's what the bylaws say. I have a copy of the bylaws here. I'm not going to read it, but if anybody wants to see it after church, I'll be glad to share with it the steps that a church goes through to replace a pastor. Okay? Now, with that being said, that's two-year-old news. Most of you knew that, didn't you? Is this the first time you heard it? Okay. So most of us already knew that. Um, now it comes down to finding someone to fill my shoes that can do a better job. Amen. Where that is, I don't know. But you have a say in that. I also have right here a copy of the 2020 trustee bulletin voting form. And it lists on there the qualifications of someone that has the right to vote on who gets to be the pastor. And, uh, of course, uh, if you have any questions on that, we can go over that later. And I just felt it was the right thing to do. That because the way I became pastor, I was the assistant pastor, and the pastor came to me and said to me, well, actually he called me and asked me to come to his house, but he said to me, do you see yourself pastoring Faith Christian Fellowship when I retire? He says, I'm thinking about retiring soon. And I just looked him straight in the eye and said, not if you're still here. If you're still here, I don't want anything to do with being the pastor. I have seen too many times that if a pastor um, retires, dies, steps down, or whatever the situation be, gets voted out or run out the door or whatever, the next pastor that comes in needs to start with a clean slate. That's fair, isn't it? That's what I told him. And he said, well, that's fine because I'm planning on moving to Florida, and he did, and I think he's been in this church building for service, well, other than his funeral, uh, a couple of times since I've been senior pastor. Amen. And he was welcome to come back anytime he wanted, but he was to come back as, uh, if you would, just another person in the seat, so to speak, 
But when I became senior pastor, that's what I wanted to be. I didn't want anybody second-guessing me. I didn't want him coming back to try to straighten me out. Lord knows I've got about 50 of you that want to try to straighten me out. So we need to just keep moving forward. I told the trustees that I think it's my obligation to offer that same scenario of situations to my assistant pastor, Rob. He's been the assistant pastor ever since I was pastor. So I went to Rob and I asked him, do you see yourself pastoring this work um, in the future? And would you like to be, I'll use the word term, voted on by the congregation as the next pastor? He said yes. And I told him at that time that Bonnie and I when he, if he gets elected by the numbers, the, the bylaws say he has to get 75% to be voted in as pastor. That, you know, I didn't make it up. That's what they say. If he gets that, then at that point, I can set a date and move on to retirement. And, and when that date comes, uh, Rob will become, or whoever gets voted in, will become the senior pastor, and I will disappear. I'll go somewhere else. Uh, I may be fishing. I don't know, deer hunting, something. Amen. But I won't be here once someone else is voted in as pastor. Amen. Now, six months, a year down the road somewhere, we may come back and just be, if you would, a visitor in the congregation and maybe even stay for a while. But that's all for the future to see. So Rob said he would like the opportunity to be voted on as pastor. All right? So in two weeks, October 10th, you might want to write that down, there will be a secret ballot handed to those that qualify according to the standard in the bylaws, the same standard we use for trustee voting. You will get a card and it just says yes or no. You put an X in it or a check mark or whatever. All right? And then those will be collected whether you want... Brother Rob, to be the future pastor or not to be your future pastor. That's totally up to you. I'm giving you two weeks to pray about it. I'm giving you two weeks to think about it. I'm giving you two weeks to do whatever you want about it. But then we will vote. Those ballots will be collected. And I'll have the trustees take those ballots, go back into the office, and count them. How many yes? How many no? How many blanks? And then there'll be a mathematical equation and if he gets 75% of the vote, it will move forward, all right? Now, you're thinking, well, what if he doesn't get it? Well, and he even asked the question, what if I don't get it? Amen? We'll just go on just like we are. Amen? But the trustees know that they need to be going to the ordination board. They need to be seeking out someone that, who knows, one of these churches that did close, you know, may have somebody interested in pastoring a congregation and maybe even bring some of his congregation from these clothes. Who I don't know. Amen. There was even an option thrown at me not long ago to maybe take two churches and make one out of them. Amen. That's all in the future. That's nothing to be concerned about now. Just pray about this because I'm old and I'm concerned about what takes place when I'm not here. Amen? I want it to carry right on. So, 
With that being said, any, well, let me just open it. Any questions? Is that clear as mud? Everybody knows what we're doing? Anybody confused? All right, in two weeks, there will be a vote at the end of the service on the 10th. And at that time, we'll know whether Brother Rob is your future pastor or whether it's going to carry on until they find a future pastor. But as old as I am, I don't know how much longer I can keep rolling and doing what God wants me to do here. Amen. He may give me the grace to move another 15, 20 years. I don't know. Uh, I'm just not really uh, interested in pastoring anywhere else. I'm not moving on because uh, I don't like you. I'm just doing what I think, according to the baby steps, God's walking me towards retirement. Mostly because of my age, but the main thing, spiritually, is we need to grow. All right. No questions? Everybody understand? How many are happy today? How many thought I preached two good messages? <laughs> All right. Brother Mike, I told him about it. He has recorded this, so 